In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Church provides for us all throughout the year at various times and occasion. The Church encourages us to take that occasion to remind us of the spiritual disciplines that God has given to His Church. From time to time we'll have a feast day and a mass where we have a scripture that helps us remember why is it that God calls us to fast at various times. What is it that God is doing by grace when we give up a little bit of food, a little bit of types of foods? What is it that He works in our spiritual life toward Him and to free us from something? Same thing with almsgiving. Same thing with prayer. Same thing with the spiritual discipline of the tithe. We come to one of those mornings this morning based on our gospel reading where our Lord wants to remind us of why it is that He has granted us, given us the gift of the spiritual discipline of the tithe. Let's look at our gospel reading. Our gospel reading comes from St. Matthew in chapter 22. We're told that the Pharisees are trying to trap Jesus in His own words so that they can bring charges against Him. And so they ask Him a question. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And Jesus looks at them and he says, bring me some of the tax money. And some of the tax money comes in, he picks up a coin and he says, whose image is on this coin? And they all answer, it's Caesar's. And then Jesus makes that very popular statement we've heard time and time again. Give unto Caesar or render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. Give to God what is God's. And we're told that in that statement they went away marveling. They knew they couldn't catch him and his wisdom was beyond them. And so they went away marveling at his words. But the church fathers speak volumes when it comes to that statement. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. I read a lot of them, but one of them best summed up the whole lot of the teachings. And it's from a church father in the mid-300s. And he said this. He said, the image of God is not depicted on gold, but is imaged on humanity. The coin of Caesar was gold. That of God, humanity. Caesar is seen in his currency God, however, is known through human beings. So give the tax to Caesar, but reserve for God your whole self, all that you are and all that you have. For God has chosen man whom he has created to reflect his glory. Give to Caesar that little tax, but give to God everything that you are, that he may be glorified a lot of times we look at this teaching, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's. And we ask ourselves, okay, so what is it that is God's that we're to give to him? And a lot of times because Jesus uses the example of taxation with Caesar, we think this, well, since he's talking about a percentage of our income, he must be talking about the tithe. Give to God what is God's. He's got to be talking about the tithe. Aren't we supposed to give God something of our money? And even in answering the question in that manner, 
we discover based on the teaching of the fathers that he's not talking about the tithe. He's talking about the giving of our whole self. Everything that we are, everything that we have. So what is the tithe? The tithe is the spiritual discipline that when we engage it, we are met with the grace and presence of God that enables us not to give 10% of money that's not even ours. It belongs to God anyway. But it enables us to give freely of ourselves all that we are, all that we have to him and to one another for God's glory. I mean, think about this. Does God need your money? It's a funny question. Does God need your money? Of course not. Of course not. God created all things. God holds all things together. And everything good that we have is His and comes from Him. And He shares it with us. He lacks nothing. He needs nothing because all things belong to God. Therefore, is it really your money, your money? That you're offering to him. It's not. If all things belong to him. That we are growing into the reality. We're growing into the reality. That everything that we have. Our money. Our property. Anything that we have. We have been given. Of that which belongs to God. It is not ours. We are given it to be stewards. Of what he has blessed our lives with. And stewards to his glory. God gives us the spiritual discipline of the tithe. To free us from the bondage that we enter into and live in. When we try to control our finances. When we try to control everything that we have. And the chaos that comes into our life. When we want to live as though we own everything that we have. The spiritual discipline is the very one that frees us to do what Christ has told the Pharisees to do on this day. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, to God everything you are and everything that you have. Take nothing in control because of the anxiety that comes with control. Let me give you an example about that. I was thinking about this this week. I've told you before that when I was in high school, later in high school and in college and as an early adult, I used to enjoy dirt bike riding in the woods and trail riding and hill climbing on dirt bikes. But one of the things that I absolutely hated, especially when I first started dirt bike riding, was riding on slippery mud. And it would happen often. And it used to drive me insane. I'd get on the motorcycle and I'd start riding. And what happens when you're riding on this slippery mud? The bike underneath you, as you sit on it, it begins to slip. You guys have felt this when you hydroplane in a car. All of a sudden, what's the sense? I've lost what? Control. So that bike starts moving underneath. And what was my natural human instinct and reaction to that which was getting out of control? Take control. But how does our body respond? Every muscle that we have tenses up. We tense up all around the motorcycle to the point of weariness. And our arms, our arms lock and they try to steer and control because we're afraid that if we don't, that bike is going to slip right underneath us. My dad witnessed this when I first started riding. He pulled me aside after not too long of riding in this stuff. 
And he said, you're killing yourself. He said, I'm watching you. He said, within a half hour, you're going to be done for the day. I've watched your body. I've seen you tense up. And I said, exactly. I feel exhausted even after the first 10 or 15 minutes. He said, you know why? He said, because you're trying to control everything. He said, here's what you need to do on the motorcycle. Get your feet on the pegs. Lift yourself up about an inch off of the seat so that you let the bike move underneath you naturally. Bikes are made for this. The tires and the tread, they're going to catch. So get yourself up and let the bike just be. And with your arms, you're going to break your arms. He said, relax your arms on the handlebars. Let them move a little bit. The bike's going to do this naturally as it slips, but it's made to do this. He said, Mark, you're going to be flat out exhausted and sore for the rest of this day if you keep trying to control that motorcycle. Isn't this the way that we are over things in our life? When we try to grasp control over our finances, over anything, you name it. You all know the weaknesses you have. I know mine. But it's when we try to take control of something and that kind of forceful ownership that exhausts us in our spirit. It exhausts us in our body, our very being. And God doesn't want us living in this manner. He wants us far more at peace. And you need to know who's saying this to you about this particular subject matter. In my life, really up until not too long ago, most of my adult life, one of my, my spiritual Achilles heels has been in the area of fear of finances. Looking at the finances, worried about how we're going to keep Korea Debbie home when she was homeschooling our kids. How we're going to make the next bill when an emergency hit. What we were going to do. Control, control, worry, worry, worry. I lived my life like I was tensing up every muscle in my being trying to control the motorcycle. But that was true about me and I knew it was a spiritual weakness. And I thank God that I had constantly godly men and women encouraging me towards the antidote to that. They said, you need to be faithful in the spiritual discipline of the time. If you are, God will bring you to a relaxed place of peace because what you'll grow in is the acknowledgement that none of this is yours. None of this is yours. That spiritual discipline of the tithe over the years, I, I testify to you, it has absolutely come to a much more place of peace over all of the issues of what really belongs to God. Because there would be times, spirit, you know, by the way, a spiritual discipline, the word discipline doesn't mean it's easy and pretty all the time. Constantly challenges us beyond ourselves, but there's grace within them to get us beyond ourselves. And that's the whole point. But there would be times where we would have something go wrong with a car, have no extra money, and the choice would be there. Well, I could take my tithe money. I have a need. Or I could give it to God, acknowledging that it's his. And really, this is his issue, that he's got to show us how to work out. This would happen time and time again. But I'll tell you this. There's never a time in our lives and the life of our family. That we did not have precisely what we needed. 
even if it was the last minute or a week later to come back on. But there's never been one time that the God who knows every need that we have has not given us everything that we needed because that's his promise to us if we remain in him. The way that the spiritual discipline of the tithe works, for example, is this. What we encounter in those tense moments and situations where we're faced with that choice of whether to render to God what is God, so to speak, to give to Him what He's asked, that belongs to Him. We have that choice. We wrestle through it. But every time that we see Him come through, what are we experiencing? We're experiencing His enduring, His unending faithfulness to us time and time again. And what are we learning? We're learning to trust the God of provision who said to us, out of his great love for us, don't worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. For your heavenly father knows that you need all of these things. And he says if he, if he gives all these things and provides all these things for the birds of the air and for the flowers of the field, how much more to his most prized creation that's made in his image. How much more will he care for every need that you have? Not out of what you have, but how much will he provide for you out of his endless resources of all that God has? It's a matter of relationship. It's a matter of trust. And the spiritual discipline of the tithe has far less to do than that 10% number of our income as it has to do what it does in our lives. Because touched by the grace of God and that spiritual discipline, what happens is our lives are transformed. They're made more like Him to where we live as He lives. And how does He live? A cheerful giver who gives limitlessly without exhaustion to all that He has created and all that He loves. Why? So that we might do the same in our lives. So that we might, as the fathers say about our gospel reading, offer to Him all of ourselves, cheerfully, gladly, with joy, and receiving great peace in the process, we offer ourselves to God and to one another in the love of God for the benefit of all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.